Banter Box Radio. It's like Jurassic Park, but I'm your Sexosaurus. Welcome back to Banterbox Radio. This is episode 190 for this April the 8th, 2019. My name is Thomas Towson. His name with the face and the face is... Oh, I'm Dan Knight. Dan Knight, that's right. That's the one. The one, the only, that's it. End the show. Done. Cool. And cut and print. We're back again this week, folks, to do the same thing that we've done each and every single week without missing a single episode. We've done it consistently for... Three and a half years straight without missing one show. If you're just starting with us today. Yeah, just imagine that that is true. Mm. Um, it helps with the illusion. <laughs> we've had two weeks uh, uh, of a short little break to, uh, one, recover from not wanting to be here. No, that's not true. Recovering <laughs> from uh, disgusting con crud. We did spend some time at PAX East, yes. and it was filled... It was a wretched hive of villainy and scum full of disgusting diseases and uh, almost nothing pleasant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a good time, but uh, I think it's pretty much inevitable that uh, if you go around exclusively shaking other people's hands and then putting your own hand into your mouth afterwards that you're going to get sick. Yeah, all um, the way down until you start gagging. Yeah, and that's kind of a gimmick that we've mm. tried to do every year that we go uh, as kind of like a we're, – we're kind of like bug chasers in that way. You know, but not like the sex way. So um, we're chasing uh, just disgusting viruses. Yeah, like the common cold. But we want like to get a whole like scrambly mess. Like just mess my junk up with the cold. I want my body to be a war zone. And that's what I've always said. When the week before that, we kind of were recovering from doing our second live Vic show. That's right, which went off. Splendidly. Unfortunately, that was also plagued by um, the sick masses mm. who decided they thought it'd be funny to lick the inside of our mouths. So um, I, I did ask upon them request, to do that. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so we're recovering from a whole bevy of things, but that's no excuse. We're back again, better, stronger than ever, more powerful than anyone can possibly imagine yeah. to do this show right here. Because the scrambling masses have, have required it, requested it. Dan, do you have articles this week? Because I sure do. Yeah, I thought that was, you know, a requirement of doing the show. I think that one time we should just freeform the entire thing. Um, it's kind of like that one time we did um, the freeform improv, like the quick oh. improv, but maybe make it the entire show and also just make up articles. I like it. And can we also do like what we did with the freeform improv where we don't ever do it again? Yes, I think that let's actually take that whole approach to this show and never do it again. All right, great. Um, Dan, why are we here? What do we do? Well, I would say that we find weird news that exists all over the place. And, uh, you know, for the the previous week and we gather it up and we retell it in in this specific instance, you know, without missing weeks at all. So it's definitely flawless. Yep, gotcha. Without, yeah. So, you know, the weird news, and we re-deliver it in a way that people find enjoyable? Question, question, question. <laughs> Cool. 
cool. Great. Uh, I can't wait to do that with you. And uh, there's nothing I'd rather do more uh, with, with my friend Dan here uh, than do this here podcast show. Um, except that uh, it sounds kind of boring. Is it mm. boring or is it like a goofy fun time? Uh, well, I guess that all depends on your personality. Good. Um, so my personality <clears throat> is dull and full of nothing, so it's going to be boring. Well, before you actually listen to this podcast, you are required by law to take a personality <sighs> test on Facebook. Okay. So it's legally binding. Yeah, so th- th- those are the ones that are most accurate. The ones that tell yes. you what kind of ramen you are. Oh, and, and what kind of house you're, you're, the sorting hat will put you into. And then also what ca- cast member of house you are. <laughs> That's correct. All of those things, you take all of those information, you put it in our website, mm-hmm. um, and then it'll give you, it'll compute all of those th- all those factors, and it'll tell you if this, if Bannerbox Radio is right for you. And if it's not for you, you have to turn it off immediately, so, uh, or never start it, so well, yes, uh, please leave. Uh, <laughs> Dan, let's get into the news this week, because we've got some real doozies of some articles. That's correct, but before the- we do that... Hmm. There is something we need to talk about. I know. And it's not your grades this week. Oh, good. Uh, Because I see that you've been excelling. You've been doing a lot better ever since I called you out. Uh, Today is actually instead National All Is Ours Day. That sounds ominous. Yeah. It sounds like some real communist shit or some (laughs) Borg stuff. (laughs) Some like hive mind nonsense. Mm. Uh, And that's exactly what it is. Oh. So... uh, so so, so uh, tune in, comrade, for the next uh, for this uh, upcoming episode. No, it's uh, it's much less sinister than it sounds. It's just it's like some nature stuff. It's just like oh, the nature, the planet's all ours. It's uh, take oh. care of the planet. And maybe they should have called it like I don't know, Earth Day or Was give that a exi- shit day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe not all is ours day. Yeah. You cannot resist. Resistance is futile. But it's a very like. It's kind of a funny way of trying to make people care by telling them, like, you own this world. <laughs> then if like I own humans. it, then I'm going to mess it all up to hell. <laughs> I'm just going to screw up this whole Jim Jam. I mean, before the uh, before the landlord kicks me out, I'm just going to shit on the walls. <laughs> I own this, right? Uh, so, uh, great. Celebrate today by, I don't know, like, some nature stuff. Just... Sure. Yeah. Just give a shit. Just give a shit for once in your life. All right? You miserable prick. All right, Jim. God damn it, Jim. Someone named Jim is like, hey, what did what I do? Come on. So you, you stopped giving a shit a long time ago. And, and your wife and kids are very unhappy about that. And we talked to you about this already, so. And your grades. And your grades. <laughs> Come on, Jim. All right, Dan, give me some articles. Hit me. Hit me with your best shot. So, uh, a man in Ohio has decided to try a new method out. I don't like it. Next. For Lent. Nope, try it again. Next. Oh. New article. Um, a man in Ohio... Ooh, I like this one. <laughs> ...has decided to try a new method out for Lent. Uh, most people will find themselves abstaining from more tempting spoils of life. Uh, but Del Hall is doing the opposite. Giving up everything but beer and water for Lent. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> Just beer and then maybe some water on the side. So he's committing to a lifetime uh, alcoholism problem. Right. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Hall says he got the idea from a monk's beer called Doppelbach, created in the 1600s, saying, quote, 
When you study Doppelbach, you learn that the monks invented this style of beer to sustain them when they decided in 1654 to give up all solid food for Lent. So when they decided to do that, they brewed a hearty style of beer with extra carbohydrates and extra calories to sustain them. So I decided I'm going to give it a whirl and see. If and this I picked is up a rack of bud. <laughs> <laughs> see, the thing is, though, with that kind of beer, it's super low alcohol content. That that old 1600 style beer is very very low alcohol yeah. content. Is that <clears> what he's imagine. doing? Does he have some hookup on that kind of beer? Where... So he's um, yeah. So he's cr- kind of created this. Oh okay, that's um, interesting. He's bre- like homebrew. Yeah. Well, he's, right. I think he's part of a brewery. Um, I should have pulled that info up, but he yeah, is. But that's yeah. okay. But we can just make fun. it up. Let's yeah. make up our own thing. He is living in a cave. Great. He brews beer out of his own urine. Yep. And he is dead. Wow, there you go. You finished the whole yeah. thing. Good article. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so the results of him fasting with just beer, uh, so far he's lost 33 pounds and still has a couple uh, a couple of weeks left to yeah. live. Over. To live. To live, yeah, <laughs> says his doctor. He says, quote, I feel like I have a lot of energy. I'm 43 and I feel like I'm in my 20s again. Even my hair and nails are growing super fast, which, I mean, that happens to corpses. So Yeah, that's true. Which is what you will become. Yeah. Uh, now, shortly w- enough. did they talk about this guy's weight prior to this? I mean, he was kind of a big guy, yeah. Because, I mean, it's not like, I think people should take this article with a grain of salt, right? Cause, yeah, I'm doing it. Uh, just, yeah. Uh, turns out when you are very overweight and you consume less calories that you do lose weight. Now, doing that entirely through beer maybe is not the best life choice. You know, don't continue this forever. It's a good goof for now. Yeah, I think he's just trying it out. till the alcoholism um, sets in. And right. then, then it's not so much a goof anymore. He said he's been seeing his doctor for frequent checkups during this experiment, and the doctor has found that his cholesterol, blood pressure, and blood sugars have all gone down. Oh, I thought you were going to say, all gone up. And he (laughs) is going to die. No, uh, he he says, yeah, it's been... I guess it's all a baseline, though. It all depends on his health previous. It could just be health benefits from losing weight. Because essentially, I think if this guy was like skinny as a rail and then started this, that'd be that'd be, be dangerous. Very bad. That'd be bad, yeah. Um, but if you're already a fat guy like me, um, it'd probably <laughs> be all right. Yeah, yeah, you know, like uh, sure. I guess if you if that's what you want to do, it is. You do. I want to drink beer for a month and a half. Okay, go. Yeah, go for it. I support you in that. But I'll drink Bud Light. So it's, so it's low like, calorie. It's low calorie. And it's because this guy drank beer and water, Bud Light is both. It's both in one. It's, it's a, a beer watery water. beer. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so. Or you um, could don your finest beanie and mustachio, and you could f- f- go for a more refined beverage like Pabst Blue Ribbon. That's. <laughs> oh, boy. It, it won a blue ribbon, you know. Yeah, that one year. Do you, na- hey, name another beer you know that's won a blue ribbon. And puts it right on the can. <laughs> That's true. That's right. I don't know. Probably plenty of other ones. Yeah, maybe. That's true. But anyway. Great. Uh, best of luck to him. <laughs> a man in Oregon is accused of staging an elaborate home invasion in an effort to cover up his theft of more uh, than... <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I had a weird doubling of text here. More, uh, a theft of more than $700 from his gr- daughter's Girl Scout cookies sales. Oh, no. 
Yeah. That's uh, kind of a low blow. It's a bit of an oof. According to Forest Grove Police, officers responded to a 911 call for a possible break and enter and assault. That's serious business. Police mm. said Brian Couture uh, placed the emergency call just before 10 a.m. and reported an unknown individual had entered his home. God, scary stuff. Couture said he engaged in a struggle with the alleged suspect before the apparent intruder fled from the home and officers have arrived. A police canine unit was dispatched to search for the suspect, causing panic for some area residents. Uh-huh. There were cops from all over. Dogs, the forensic team. They had crime scene tape up everywhere, Brooke Gwynn told local news. We put sticks in all of our doors. I don't know what that means. Yeah, what does that mean? I'm not sure what that means, but I don't want to change it because it's a direct quote. Uh, And I started setting the alarm during the day because I was afraid to be home by myself during the day. Officers said when they uh, arrived to the home, they found Couture unresponsive. There is a quote from police that says, quote, There's a distinct difference between being unconscious and being unresponsive. Forest Grove Police Captain Michael Hall told local news. Big difference, I guess. Mm, Okay. Um... So one would be like overdosing, I guess. I, I, I'm not sure what the distinction is, but I guess there it must be important. Um, so uh, they claim Couture staged the entire situation. What the asshole. whole thing was a, a real, it was a real sticky mess. Okay, he he made a big, like if you have oopsies, there's, mm. there's oopsies. Yeah, there's whoopsies. Okay, and then there's spoopsies, and the spoopsies are like. You don't go back from a big enough spoopsy, you know? I don't, uh, I've never, I've never heard that in this chart that you've... Oh, it's common knowledge. Using. I think you just maybe don't travel around as much as I do. You're not much yeah, of a, as much of a globetrotter. I'm not in the circles that you are, apparently, with kindergartners. Yeah. <laughs> uh, quote, investigators believe that Kotor staged the incident mm-hmm. in order to conceal the theft of money belonging to a non-profit organization that was spent inappropriately. The organization, of course, in this case, was the Girl Scouts of America. Right. And a spokesperson confirmed that approximately $740 of cookie sales were unaccounted for. Uh, What happens um, if you accidentally... I I like to think that... Here's my headcanon. That he ate one box of Thin Mints and then couldn't stop. And he actually just ordered a bunch... Of bought like seven hundred and forty dollars worth of thin mints, mm. ate them all, and immediately regretted the fact that he had just spent seven hundred dollars on cookies, and he tried to take his own money back. They don't say that, and I'm sure that's not what happened because this guy just sounds like a thieving asshole. Um, <laughs> but I like to think it's a crime of passion for cookies. Yeah. Okay. Um. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm just still caught up on. Why are they putting sticks in doors? Yeah, I, I also, I think somebody's going to listen to this and be like, these guys are idiots. Obviously, it's this. It's, it's such a this common thing. Stu- you dummies. Is it just like, so when someone opens the door, it makes a loud noise? Is that all it is? Is it? Hmm. Like, is it between the two doors? Like, is the front door and, like, the panel and the, like, it, so it falls when the door opens and it makes a loud clanging noise? I don't know. Why don't they just set, like, if you're that worried, just set up, like, a bunch of tin cans in front of the door or do, like, a yeah. Home Alone situation, you know? Where you put RC, or not RC, uh, Hot Wheels cars at the base of a staircase. Exactly. And then the the cookie burglar will trip and fall, and then you hit him in the head with a paint can and crush paint his can. skull. Classic, classic, classic instant kill move. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, uh, so this guy uh, stole, so he, 
He stole the cookies or he stole the money? Stole the money. He stole $740 worth of money from... To pay off debts for another Girl Scout that he spent... For his daughter's that Girl Scout. same amount of his, money. For, it was his daughter's money because she was a Girl Scout. Yeah, but but I'm saying he went oh, to another Girl Scout that's who was right. selling the same cookies. It's like a mafia situation. Yeah, he's got to pay off. You know, he's, he's got to yeah. pay off his debts, okay? He can afford to owe his daughter a little bit. But, uh, you know, Cindy Lou decided. down the street, she'll break his kneecaps. That's right. Well, we all know that the Girl Scouts of America are a uh, organized crime syndicate. We have known that, yep. I'm Working hand-in-hand hand with the Brownies, which is their Irish gang. That's right. counterpart. And, um, yeah, if you if you buy these boxes of cookies based on IOUs, and if it's more than, like, a couple of boxes of grasshoppers yeah. or Samoas. Sure. Samoas are the best. Um, then, yeah, they will. They'll send at least three Girl Scouts to your house. Correct. Three. Stacked up. So they look like an <laughs> yeah, adult in, in, a, in one trench coat. In a trench coat. So you won't see it coming. With a crowbar, and they'll break into your house and then shatter your legs. Yeah, it, well, you know, the cookie boss has to be paid somehow, okay? Who is the mo- the cookie monster? It is, well, and that's just what we call them, but it's actually a shadow organization. Oh, okay. Um, that is also the actual cookie monster. It's kind of like a double-layered thing. Because the cookies underneath that Muppet exterior is uh, a, Someone's a swarm hand. of people. Oh, yeah. Uh, evil beings that are controlling. So it's like he's like this hulking uh, blue fuzzy mass, and there's all these evil people that are manipulating. Exactly, and the puppet's been a metaphor all along. A metaphor all along. We are really uncovering some hard truths. Deep, here today. deep secrets. Anyway, uh, make sure you pay your cookie dues, um, and uh, maybe don't get like a whole canine unit and a whole police thing going on because you made a whoopsie with your daughter's money. And not you know? a whoopsie. Oh, sorry, this was a spoopsie. Yeah. Okay. So it's gonna say, "What you downgraded it all of a no, sudden?" No, no, no. It's definitely full fledged spoopsie. You're gonna, you're going to jail, <laughs> and you're a piece of shit. It's still better than dying to the cookie overlords. That's true. I mean, he had to do what he had to do. All right. So the court case of the century has recently been decided Whoa, in you've Australia. Really built this up. Yeah. I'm ready. Of the century. Of the century. I haven't even lived that long. Yeah. So this is more important than you'll ever be. <laughs> that could be said about many things. Can farting at or near someone be considered a form of bullying or assault. <laughs> An Australian appeals court on Friday found that no, it actually can't. No. No, I don't think it's an assault. I think it's what's referred to in um, in business terms, a dick move. Yes. Or like a whoopsie no-no, which is somewhere in between a, a whoopsie and a spoopsie. A whoopsie no-no. Yeah, it's a it's a whoopsie no no. There's also an oopsie no no. We really need to. I need to see this chart. That <laughs> it's you're it's referencing. long. It's it's uh. There's it's, so many subcategories. It's apparently. well, you should see it. It goes all the way down to uh <laughs> to a boopsie, which is the lowest oh. possible one there is. Like ah, oh, I made boopsie. You know, it's like a like a charming one. But and then there's a boopsie no no, which does boop boop that up to the next level. Wow. So. And so the boopsie is just what? When you shit yourself? <laughs> and the boopsie no-no is when you commit a felony? Yeah, that's it. All that's right. It. But it, yeah, uh-huh, great. <laughs> uh, so uh, the ruling came to pass after 56-year-old engineer David Hinkst made a case against a former supervisor for constantly farting at him, demanding... <laughs> $1.3 million in damages. Oh, also, I want to know what the, what, how do you, can you please clarify constantly? 
Oh, I'm How much to. is constantly? Don't worry about that. I'll bring that That's up later. That's such a mysterious term here. He's just always farting. It, it was just one constant one for hours. <laughs> I think he's fully deflated at that point. <laughs> he's, just, he's just a raisin by the end. He's just a withered husk. Holding up like a thumbs you and a middle finger at the guy. <laughs> so, it was worth it. But $1.3 million in damages. I mean, this that's guy. That must have been a real messed up part. <laughs> this guy is a monster. He must have like needed reconstructive nose surgery <laughs> after the, something like that. His, his skin had begun peeling. <laughs> Uh, Hanks testified that the situation became so unbearable for him at work that he moved out of the communal office space to get away from Greg Short's flatulence. But apparently... Dan, you ever had a fart so bad that someone thought to... someone charged you, tried to charge you a million dollars? <laughs> no. That yeah. is something else. You ever torn ass so bad that someone tried to char- like get punitive damages charged against you? I mean, I've worked in a I've worked at a job where the boss was horribly farty, and working in his office yeah. was um, an assault on the nostrils. It was definitely definitely a, like a chemistry experiment. Yeah, yeah for sure. Wrong. Yeah, like like a meth lab that exploded out of yeah. someone's asshole. <laughs> that, mm-hmm. uh, so uh, so yeah, so he moved out of this communal office space to get away, but it did not end there. Short would still visit Hankst in his small, windowless office oh my God. just to fart. Oh my God! This guy hated him. Leading Hankst to start spraying him with deodorant and calling him, quote, Mr. Stanky. Well, you know, <laughs> you on, hit him with the... original. <laughs> that's original. That's a pretty harsh <laughs> comeback. <laughs> hey there, look, it's Mr. Stanky. Oh boy. Uh, he would fart behind me and walk away, he said, uh, and he would do this five or six times a day. Hey, maybe you should reevaluate yourself. Maybe you're a complete asshole. If maybe, someone has yeah. like created this vent, vent, like farting vendetta against you, yeah, that's some serious business. Maybe this guy Hanks smelled bad already. Ooh, and Short thought, well, he couldn't smell any worse. Yeah, maybe he wants to just contain all the bad smell to one place. Or, you know, yeah, it's like uh, when you blame something on the dog. If yeah. the dog already smells like shit. Yeah, so you're sure. Like, oh, Hanks. Uh, farted because obviously he's a smelly man already. Yeah. Also, I don't think it should be legal to have that many consonants at the name end of a last name or end of a name. Uh, Hangst. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Hangst worked for his company between May 2008 and April 2009. So wow. this was like 10 years ago and was laid off due to a downturn in construction work due to the global financial crisis in late 2008. I mean, we, we were all there. We, We've been there, been there, done too. that. Um, I'm not looking for $1.3 million in damages. But no, I, I don't think I've ever experienced a fart that was so bad where I thought someone owed me money because of it. Yeah. And I've been around some pretty rank ass... <laughs> Maybe you just didn't realize that, you know, financial restitution was in order. Yeah. After being assaulted by... You know, I've never really considered it. Maybe I should start handing out, like, little fines. Like, if someone, <laughs> like, passes wind near me and I just sort of, you know, yeah. r- write them a, a citation. They're like, uh, you know, pay this within 30 days or there will be late fees. Or you know? I will fart in your mouth while you sleep. <laughs> and, um, and then you look at them deeply in the eyes so they know you're serious. Yeah. Yeah. And don't blink. Because that shows, uh, or submission. I might miss and it'll land in your mouth. 
this one feels like it could be a solid <laughs> and not a gas. Oh. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. So, now the ruling was against him. He's not going to get that $1.3 million, apparently. But... What a surprise. Yeah. Who <laughs> knew? Hanks is still fighting the ruling, saying uh, he's going to take his case to the country's highest court, which is Australia's Whoa. final court of appeal. Wow. He's so bringing he's in the fighting. Australian overlord, huh? Right. He's like, this dude's farting at me all the time. Huh. Apparently, he—I mean, he had made claims that um, that Short had done other things, um, like uh, talking shit to him over the phone and all this other stuff—stuff stuff that would be considered actual assault, actual harassment. Yeah. Uh, but he chose to really stick to the farting angle, which, sure, I think is sure. the harder thing to. Uh, to kind of have... Your Honor, I buy, I've actually bottled some of it here for you so that you can experience it. He punched me so hard that it caved my skull in. But the farts was the worst part. And with all the, the extra farts. room in my skull, like it really ruminated in there. So, <laughs> Well, here's hoping that the uh, high and honorable men at work give him a favorable uh, uh, ruling. So. <laughs> well, Godspeed to him. And uh, may mm. many... Farts avoid his way in the future. Dan, it's my turn now. But before we do, I have to take a quick break from this show to uh, cut over to our one and only sponsor who has graced us with their beautiful presence. And here they are. Hey, Dan, what's going on? It's uh, It's been a couple weeks now, so yeah. mm-hmm. I assume that you've gotten through the full backlog of books that I've been suggesting, rec- uh, recommending to you. Sure, yeah, let's go with that. Did you like? Were they, oh. how, tell me your favorite part of, of all of them. The uh, well, I like the part where Bigfoot uh, had sex. I knew you read them. <laughs> I, I knew you would love them, Dan. I'm kind of. I'm gonna go branch off in a little bit of a different direction this week because I think that you know, every once in a while we need to treat ourselves. Okay, it can't all just be Bigfoot eroticas. Sometimes you got to get down to what really gets you at the core. Are you saying that those Bigfoot erotica novels are not treating yourselves already? Oh, I think those are those are sort of just daily maintenance. But this book is a really deep core issue, and mm. it's one of my favorite books on all of Audible.com, the internet web store where you buy books and re- have people reads them to you. Uh, it's it's a big hit called Desperate Businessman Takes a, on a Femdom Loan on One Condition. If he surrenders his body to an afternoon of ball busting and backdoor violation, the Femdom Nude Order, Female Domination and Male Humiliation Series Book One. Jesus Christ. Um, and one of my favorite things about this particular book is that the title covers the entire uh, front of, of the book. Um, and that That's good. you can't really enjoy the cover image. Because all the good, it's really kind of a way of it saying all the good content's inside. Don't worry about the front of the book. Well, I think, yeah, I think that's pretty good. You know, they, they kind of force you into basically reading a book on the outside covers. So you're already kind of hitting the ground running. Yeah, like when you, do you, if you get this book, does it count as two books read, the cover and then the book? I think so. <laughs> so that's quite the deal, I guess, if you're going to go to Audible. Yeah. Where where would one uh, maybe go to that? Would it be uh, www.audibletrial.com slash ghostshipradio? Wow, it's like you don't have it written and reading it. Wow, what, where, what could I do if I were to go to that exact link? If you were to go to that link, you could get a 30-day free trial and one free audiobook download, which would obviously be this one-star reviewed book. Well, Dan, let's... <laughs> That one star was a shining star, though. Yeah. It was a very big star, so... It, it was because they only read the cover, and they thought that was the book. Let me they tell you what... They didn't realize there was more. 
if you think that this is specifically named book one, if you think there aren't more books in the series, you'd be right. Okay, let's get back into some more articles. Are you ready? Yeah. Put your pants on. Please, please, please put them back on. I've oh. asked you countless times. I didn't think you were going to notice. We didn't have that long of a break. You think we got time for this? Dan, University of Hartford student, a University of Hartford student, <laughs> has been charged with attempted murder. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> after he stabbed two of his classmates while reenacting a movie scene for a drama class, officials say. What? What? Yeah. Now, this, of course, would be a spoopsy no, no, no. <laughs> uh, the three Connecticut students, uh, college students, were working on a group project Sunday afternoon in a dorm room when one of them took the class assignment too far. Oh, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> Murder? Yeah. Maybe. Well, it could be worse. What? What? <laughs> The student, Jake Washer, now faces, which is spelled in a dumb way. It's already Washer. You don't need the C in there. It's W-A-S-C-H-E-R. Come on. Come on, man. (laughs) Who named you? You should have been in jail already for that last name. (laughs) Now faces two uh, accounts of attempted murder and is being held on $1 million bail. Wow. Uh, They were acting out, quote, a movie scene in which a person's Person or persons get stabbed, at which point Washer began to stab both victims before fleeing on foot. So, they were stabbed in this movie scene, which is a very natural way of saying this. Um, and yeah. I, That is exactly the words they used in this quote. Movie scene. Yeah. Yes, we were filming this one movie scene, uh, and uh, during the movie scene, someone was stabbed with a uh, movie knife uh, in their uh, movie ribs. Uh, <laughs> Uh, police did not specify which movie scene the students were reenacting, but local news reported it was the butterfly effect. Oh. Yeah. I was going to guess Free Willy. Free Willy, yeah, the classic stabbing scene. Well, you know, when he needs to get the, uh, you know when he tries to get the whale out of the sea park and free uh-huh. it? Yeah. Uh, and then the two security guards catch him and he stabs him. Yes, he, I remember that. In the throat. Yep. And then, uh, and, and, well, and also, well, he stabbed one of them in the throat and then slashes his neck. But then the other one he stabs in his movie ribs. It, right. Directly between the two mo- floating movie ribs. That's um, right. And this is what sort of sets on the premise for uh, Free Willy 2. Uh, Ru- running from the law. Run- <laughs> and then Free Willy 3, uh, Cold Blood, uh, which is one of my favorite ones. But that's, that, that's where the character arc turns where Free Willy himself becomes a murderer. Uh, and they lure unsuspecting victims to the ocean so that Free Willy can stab them. <laughs> This is really, yeah, this movie... Pretty good. The fourth one realize. took a weird turn, though. <laughs> I didn't realize this series had so much violent stabbings. Uh, well, you see... When I was a kid, When I, you cross I Free William, you, you don't ever come back. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, the two victims, who are 19 and 21, were transported to a hospital with multiple stab wounds. They're both fine-ish. Uh, uh, fine-ish. One was in critical condition as of this. The other one was in stable condition. Oh, I thought they died. No, they're not dead. Attempted murder. Oh. Otherwise, it would be murder. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I heard the murder part, and I just went with the Attempted murder. murder. Okay. Uh, Washer, 21, was arrested two hours later in the woods near the campus in Connecticut's capital city, police said. Just in the woods? Okay. He was just in the woods. You know, he's trying to find his inner self. Right. Um, Meeting up with Slender Man. That's right. And when the cops found him, of course, his appeal was, they got him, they're like, 
You almost, you kill, you nearly killed two children. And he turned to them with a stone cold face and he sort of wiped his hand in front of his face and he said, and scene. And then they couldn't arrest him. Wow. They couldn't uh, arrest him. And then they started applauding. They, they <laughs> applauded. The whole thing was just a big goof. Uh, yeah. It turns out the blood was all just a bunch of raspberry jelly. Uh, mm. The kids did die. Um, but that was all part of the scene. It was only because they, they die because they got raspberry jelly in their wounds. Well, it's because they were so committed to their roles. They were really professional actors. And the only yeah. way to method act dying was to die. Yeah, that's fair. This is not a good joke because one of them might still die. I did realize he's still in critical condition. Yeah, okay. <laughs> So we'll take a step back. Step back. Step back from this. When he's in... Um, stable. Yeah, stable condition. Revisit that, and then you can laugh at that joke, and we'll all have a good time. Yeah. Or uh, not. Or not. Or while may. there's no ongoing... This is a quote. Uh, while there is no ongoing threat to campus, we recognize that this isolated incident is frightening and unsettling, the University of Hartford said Sunday in a statement. The university will provide counseling services to the members of our on-campus community in need of support or assistance. So that's very sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, so we already discussed, this is a, a spoopsie no, no, no. Right. Because this is one of the biggest spoopsies you can make, which is to uh, get too far into your acting role that you stab your friends. Yeah. Um, and yeah, well, you know, I, I uh, so yeah. I think this is the kind of spoopsie no, 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 where you just go to jail for a really long time. Yeah, it only makes sense. But uh, that's but- fine, because they have amateur acting uh, in jail sometimes. You can just join yeah. your local acting troupe, and then it's fine if you stab them in there because you're already in the no-no-bad place. Mm. They can't put you in a bigger, like a worse, oh, well, they can. Oh, wait, yeah. They That's can put you in a worse way. one, yeah. You but, gotta go into solitary confinement where you can only do one man, one, one man plays where you stab yourself. And that's the ultimate acting experience. That's true. That's your, that's your magnum opus. To an audience of no one. Wow. It's only, it's kind of beautiful and poetic and it's got an art to it. Yeah. Um, I say that, um, not really knowing what I'm saying anymore, so... <laughs> <laughs> saying that as my brain melts okay well great hopefully that guy comes out of critical I sure theory. hope so otherwise this is a little less funny but whatever it's more dark yeah okay so here's a, I got a hypothetical question for you please I love these my favorite kind of questions if you were imprisoned for a handful of years chicken stock yep criminal acts oh and then released I didn't chicken wait. stock yeah yeah I thought you were gonna ask me what um what would be like my so if I, if I were Last in a scenario, year? no, if I was in a scenario where I went to jail, yeah. and the only way that I could gain the love and appreciation of all my other cellmates and, and crew is to take on the role as a spunky and fun chef. And, of course, uh-huh. I would win them over with my prize award-winning chicken stock. They would make the best soup they've ever had, and they would, have, they would love me. Okay. Uh, and we would all get together, and we'd sing fun, musical-esque songs, and mm. it would be like a big cooking thing. Uh, and then I'd, I'd form my own TV show called... Cooking in jail. And my first episode would be chicken stock. And that's where that answer came from. And then you get stabbed. Yeah. In your ribs. In the movie ribs. Yes, I'm sorry. In the movie <laughs> ribs. Not to be confused with regular <laughs> ribs. Um, no, the actual hypothetical question was, um, all right, so you're in jail for these criminal acts and you're released. What is the first thing like you would want to do being a free man? Um, Probably take... Oh, uh, yeah, probably take a shit. I know what you were going to say. I saw you mouthing it. Probably in my own bathroom might be one. Oh, yeah. Or if I had a loved one in this scenario. Mm. I do in my real scenario, but in this fake one, if I had a loved one. You would go fornicate with them. No, no, I'd just go see them. It'd be nice to see Uh. them in person. You know, Dan, 
Not everything's got to be shitting and screwing, okay? I know. But this is supposed to be a, a teens rated podcast, okay? You need it? to get your mind out of the gutter. Do we have any ratings whatsoever in this? You know what? This is a family show. Not with that attitude. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, for 37-year-old Casey Michael Lewis, or Florida man. <gasps> Masked Avenger? <laughs> he found himself a free man after being released from jail. His first order of business was to get arrested after only 15 minutes of freedom. I just realized you did that pause because you wanted me to do uh, Florida Claxon. So I'm going to do it retroactively. Here it is right now. Oh, okay. Okay, that was really fun. I like that. Wow, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> after walking out of the St. Lucie County Detention Philosophy facility <laughs> in the Fissily, uh in Fort Pierce, Florida, where he was held on previous charges of grand theft. Lewis began walking around the jail's parking lot, acting suspicious and checking vehicles' doors. Surveillance video showed Lewis looking and trying many car door handles before... Manhook car door hand? Manhook. <laughs> before being able to open one silver car and get inside. He reportedly sat in the driver's seat for about two and a half minutes and then exited and walked around the lot checking more cars. When approached by an officer asking what he was doing, he replied he was, quote, waiting for his girlfriend. When he was arrested, he relinquished a brown paper bag with an iPhone 7, four packs of cigarettes, a lighter, a Visa Bank debit card, mm. oh. a Florida driver's license, and $547 in cash. Wow, what a specific uh, itinerary. So where, where, somebody where? left a wallet in their car, I guess. Yeah, that's an... Uh, now, where is that on the... Where is that on the list? Is that, that, that that's maybe just a whoopsie? Because like that can happen. Yeah. It just fall out of your pocket sometimes. I don't know. I feel like I need you to produce this. Chart. Actually, I think it's just an oopsie. Because a whoopsie is bigger than an oopsie, and it's not. It's like it's more than a boops boopsie. I would say this was a, a whoop whoopsie because it's a police officer. Possibly. Oh, whoop whoopsie! That's the sound of the police. Yeah, that, I think that's what it would be. Yeah. So they made the mistake, so it's obviously a whoop whoop. Jeez. It's a whoop whoopsie, that's the sound of the police. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's the whole thing. Right yeah. Now. It's a big chart. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, so he was arrested on charges of burglary, grand larceny, and possession of stolen property and taken back to the jail after fifteen minutes. Wow. Wow. That's maybe not what I would have done with my first fifteen minutes out of jail. I would have really focused on the dump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you probably would have been able to make it home. In 15 minutes to take a shit. Yeah, that's true. Like, uh, I probably would have just put on some cool tunes. Mm. You know, just blasted some fun tunes that's sort of bass heavy, so you're really prepping that mix up down there. Mm. Talking yeah. about a lot of poop on this episode this week. Yeah, fair amount. No more than usual. I guess that's true. <laughs> it is all Florida and poop jokes. That's right. Uh, great. Well, that is real dumb. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. A man who surmised that a ghost may have planted methamphetamine in his Louisiana home has now admitted that he, and not an otherworldly force, was responsible for the drug being in his residence court record show. <laughs> what a what a discovery that is. He's finally come clean. He's finally a ended the age old mystery of whether or not that was a real ghost. That mm. one it was there's been no proof of ghosts except for that one localized to his house house that brought meth with it and put it in his house i'm surprised he didn't go like to the next level and say like well okay it wasn't a ghost but it was a guy in a sheet with the two <laughs> holes um michael uh ottenberry 60 was arrested after police arrived at his home in response to a purported assault ottenberry cops say had called 911 to claim that he had been quote 
stabbed on the head by an axe. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That, that doesn't make sense in a sentence. Ottenberry, cops said, had called 911 uh, to claim that exact thing. When officers arrived at Ottenberry's home, they determined that he was not, in fact, suffering from any axe wounds, and there was no assailants in sight. None of it was real. <laughs> Cops did, however, spot, quote, in plain view, on a nightstand, in an open paper bag containing a pro- uh, Oh, an open paper bag containing uh, approximately one gram of suspected methamphetamine. In a paper bag? Yeah, paper bag. What is this, like avocados? You gotta let them breathe, or... Yeah, yeah. They get riper that way? They ripen the (laughs) methamphetamine. He's he's slow-aging it. He's (laughs) cellar-aging it. (laughs) Oh, this is a good year. Uh, And uh, so, a subsequent pat-down of Ottenberry yielded a a pill bottle containing an additional gram of meth. Quizzed by cops, Ottenberry said that a ghost or intruders, or a ghost... (laughs) Or intruders. Look, <laughs> whatever you want to believe. It was anyone but me. <laughs> equally this possible. Is, this guy is the shittiest liar I've ever heard. It's equally possible it was just somebody else or a ghost from the afterworld. <laughs> it was probably that guy who stabbed me in the head with an axe. <laughs> Planted the drugs before climbing out a bedroom window. You know, ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> just like, he's like, hey, bud, I'm going to leave my, my meth here, but, like, I got to scram, and he just climbs through a window. This guy is so bad. <laughs> this claim, investigators determined, quote, was not actor- accurate. <laughs> oh, it's like that Maury Povich, like, <laughs> the study shows this to be a lie. Uh, it was, Yeah, it was uh, very obviously false. Charged with narcotics possession and making a false report to police, Oddenberry subsequently pleaded guilty to the felony drug charge and did admit, all right, maybe it wasn't a ghost. Like, it wasn't a ghoul. It wasn't a ghast. Uh, it was a werewolf. It may have been. Yeah, it was a werewolf. That's what it was. <laughs> Officers, I, I, I plead innocence. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so this is some real... This is some real nonsense that coming out of Louisiana, which Louisiana, I love Louisiana. It's full mm. of beauty and charm, and it's Popeyes. a really cool place, and Popeyes. <laughs> uh, and I love it to death, but some could say, in some regards, it has the potential to be Florida 2 Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Based on this article alone, I'm willing to, to back that claim. Uh, so Godspeed to him and his future meth endeavors, and uh, hopefully next time they'll catch that dastardly werewolf before he's, <laughs> he's able to leave his stinky meth that you don't want nothing to do with. You're yeah. an upstanding citizen. Oh my uh, god. And on that note, we give you a firm and uh, uh, assured farewell salute. Godspeed on your next adventures. Uh, and that's also the end of this podcast. This podcast show. Oh, good. I got shit to do. Because you've just go. gotten out of jail. Yeah, and I gotta. You go. got a shit to do. <laughs> That's correct. Yes. Uh, great. Well, I've had a good time. I hope you have, and all you fine listeners have as well. Mm-hmm. And on that note, we're gonna end this here podcast by telling you that if you enjoyed this, you might enjoy other content that we have. Uh, if you've also missed our most recent live Vic Valentines, and you are in the New England area, the next. Live showing, Dan, putting you on the spot, is? Oh, uh, May 26th. 
May 26th, we hope, uh, at the Hatbox Theater in Concord, New Hampshire. There's tickets on our website that will uh, link you directly to there. So if you haven't mm-hmm. seen it yet, this is the third and final, at least for now. No, forever. Forever. For your last chance to see it, we've gotten some really good reception, so definitely come check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you like this show, other stuff we do, we have more stuff on our website, ghostshipradio.com. You can find us on, on iTunes and all podcatchers. We're on Twitter on, at both Ghost Ship Radio and at Banterbox Radio, where you can find updates on the show, keep up to date with what we're doing. We each have personal Twitters. Dan is at... Dan is the knight. I'm at Thomas Towson. Uh, you can reach us directly by using the contact form on our website or by sending us an email at bbr at ghostshipradio.com. Feel free to send articles, submissions, or anything you'd like to say to us. And that's all for this week. And remember, in 2006, a woman farted on a plane and tried to cover up the smell by lighting matches, causing an emergency landing. Thanks for joining us. Hey, uh, Dan, you want a mic check? Hold Dude, on a second. Check I'm your... muting my ma, my phone. Your ma? My, my ma. <laughs> yeah. This show is part of the Ghost Ship Radio Network. For more information, go to ghostshipradio.com.